Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network for Tuesday, October 26th. My name is Cecil Peters, and as per usual on a Tuesday, I'll be walking you through the slate. You can find me on Twitter at CeasePeets or on my website, www.cecilpeters.com. NHL was nice to us this week. They gave us a seven-game slate today. we got a five-game slate to go through tomorrow. So instead of last week's jumble with two games one day, 11 games the next, followed by three, followed by a massive slate, Nice spread out slate, a little less games to get through today. So we're going to go through them starting in New Jersey. We're on a hot streak right now. I've had profit in six straight days betting. Hoping not to jinx that by saying that. Regardless, I don't believe in those things anyhow. Should profit more days than I don't. That's been the case this year. We're going to keep it rolling here. Calgary, minus 120 in New Jersey. They are plus 100 at DraftKings Sportsbook. I think this is a pretty bad line. I think New Jersey, despite their 3-1 and record, isn't that good of a hockey team. Calgary's much better. I am recording this before the games from the day before, so I don't know how they fared in their game against the Rangers. Regardless, I think Calgary overall is a better team than New Jersey. I'm not for sure betting this game yet, but I do think it's a bad line. Depending on what happens tonight in the game against the Rangers, depending on announcements tomorrow, I do expect Dan Vladar to get the start for the Flames. He's their backup. Played one game this season, one against Washington, so he should be full of confidence. Probably betting the Flames tomorrow, but I won't lock that in until closer to game time. Next game on the night is the Tampa Bay Lightning, also in a back-to-back -back situation against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is plus 120 at home. Tampa Bay, second game of a road back-to-back, -back, going to their starting goalie, Andre Vasilevsky. My main issue here is I just can't get a handle on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I don't know if anybody can. I mean, they keep winning games. They've dominated some games. I mean, I'm so bad at betting Pittsburgh Penguins games that, A, I bet the Maple Leafs to beat them last game. They lost 7-1. I bet Jay Gensel to get over two and a half shots. 7-1 victory. He didn't get a single shot on net. So I don't have a handle for this team at all. It's really hard to tell how they're going to play games because they have a different lineup every night. Different players on the COVID list. Different players injured. Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin still out. Not 100% sure when they're all coming back. So until I get a better handle on Pittsburgh, I just stay away from the games entirely. Depending on the lines we get for shot props, I might bet Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman over two and a half shots, but that's all dependent on those lines, which I don't see until closer to game time. Next game on the docket, generally one of my favorite teams to bet the Vegas Golden Knights. They're plus 145 here against Colorado, Colorado minus 170 at DraftKings Sportsbook. And that's a fair line. Vegas is ravaged with injuries right now. They're missing their captain, Mark Stone. They're missing Max Pacioretty, their general leading scorer. So that's two-thirds of their top line gone. So they're relying on the William Carlson, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marchessault line. And their two big dogs on the blue line, Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo, to create offense. So far, it's not working. They're taking shots. They're not getting any goals. Their power play's horrible. Colorado should steamroll Vegas in this game. One, minus 170 is a fair number, so I'm not going to bet it. The one way I do like to attack Vegas Golden Knights games lately is with shot props. Like I said, offense is really concentrated through the blue line, so Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo, if you get either of them at over two and a half shots, slam dunk bet, Jonathan March or so, same thing. He's taken a ton of shots. He's hit over 2.5 each of the last three games. I think he's probably going to do the same again. I did have a good sweat out of him last game, so he had two shots going into the final minute of play, 30 seconds left. 
gets the over for three shots. I also had Shea Theodore that night. He actually got his third shot with one second left. So that was nice. Every once in a while, the bounces do, in fact, go your way. I know with Vegas, Petrangelo just missed an open net there to get the three shots a couple nights before. So I've had it both ways with Vegas. But for the most part, these guys are hitting over two and a half shots per game, especially the blue liners. Next game we're going to go to is San Jose, plus 110 in Nashville. Nashville's the home favorite. They're coming off a big win against Minnesota. But I don't think they're a very good hockey team. They just, they're kind of in the middle of a rebuild. They haven't decided if they're full tearing it down or if they want to try to still be good. It just leads to them being a mediocre hockey team. They got Roman Yossi, who's a really good player on the blue line. They got a couple decent options at forward, but for the most part, they're not a great team. San Jose came into the year expecting to be bad. They've got great contributions from their first line. Great play from their second line. Their blue liners are playing well. So San Jose is probably where I'm going to go here. Anytime I get the team that I think is better at plus money, I make the bet. So San Jose plus 130. Most likely a bet that I'm going to make. I'll also be looking at the shot prop on Timo Meyer. He keeps going over two and a half if they offer it again. I just got to go back. Next game, we have the Winnipeg Jets traveling to Anaheim. Winnipeg has some COVID issues. Blake Wheeler for sure missing this game. Mark Shifley. Probably know his status by the time you listen to this. While I'm recording it, I don't know. I'm really looking to pick on the Jets here. That's kind of what I've thought the last couple of games that they played is I want to pick on them in their next matchup. I just don't feel that their defensive play is as good as it appears. They're scoring goals right now. Probably more goals than you'd expect them to get. I think they won 6-5 against the Ducks last time. 6-4 against Nashville, I think it was, in their last home game. But... I'm really concerned about their defense, and as soon as those pucks stop finding the back of the net, they're going to lose games. Plus 125 for the Ducks, probably not steep enough to entice me. Maybe if it gets to plus 140, plus 150, I'll be in. But I just don't think that that's quite value enough for me to bet the game. Kyle Connor has been a beast for the Jets. He's scoring almost every game. He's clearing two shots, no problem. Nikolai Ehlers also clearing two and a half shots most games. Those are the two guys I look for for shot props in this one. Next game is another one that I'm definitely going to be betting if the line stays similar to what it is right now. we got the Montreal Canadiens fresh off their first win of the season in Seattle. Seattle just lost their home opener, their first ever home game. I bet against them in that game. I got Vancouver at plus money. Vancouver ended up getting the win. One of my bigger bets of the year because I just don't think Seattle's that good of a hockey team. And yeah, they had the home ice bump, first home game ever, but it didn't work out. Didn't get them the win. And now they're favorites again at home against Montreal who admittedly has had a bad start to the year, but they're showing signs of turning it around. So Seattle favored. That's just a horrible line. So I'll bet Montreal as an underdog anytime in this situation. Kind of hoping the number gets a little better, but at minus 105, I'm happy to place the bet. Seattle's just not a very good team. They don't deserve to be a favorite against anybody, except for maybe the Arizona Coyotes at this point in their season. Last game of the night. Right now, the line on DraftKings Sportsbook is that this game is a pick em, Minnesota at Vancouver. I got to think that's only because Minnesota's traveling across to the West Coast to play the Canucks. If this game were in Minnesota, I would expect them to be minus 140, minus 150. They're an all-around better team. Vancouver's starting to play a little better, though. As soon as Elias Pettersson busts out of his mini slump, they'll have two solid scoring lines. Bo Horvat's scoring. Connor Garland's playing great hockey. Ekman Larson's playing great on the blue line, as is Quinn Hughes. Thatcher Demko's playing awesome in net. I'm not sure yet who's getting the start, but if it's him, then I'll probably just stay away from this game. Cam Talbot likely to get the start for Minnesota, so 
I am tempted to bet the wild here as a road, I guess, pick them, you call it. So maybe Minnesota, depending on goaltenders. But for the most part, this is a pretty fair line. Moving on to DraftKings for the night. I think what I'm going to do is just go back to the Flames first line as long as they keep firing tons of pucks on net. Against New Jersey, they're weak goaltending. A couple should find the back of the net. New Jersey's just an opponent to take advantage of. I do think that maybe the Flames first line's a bit overpriced, but they do come with a nice floor. Next option I would go to is probably in San Jose. Their top line is crushing right now. Timo Meyer, Logan Couture, Jonathan Dolan. Couture in particular is underpriced. He should be over 6K. He's 5,500. Dolan's 4,200, so that makes the line pretty fair priced. And they're just putting up a ton of offense against a Nashville team that just gave up six goals to the Jets. All right, another big line to go to here is Colorado's first line. They finally started to score in their Florida trip. They got a goal against the Panthers, but more importantly, they got, I think, three goals against Tampa. They were contributing all over the ice. Kale McCarr was pitching in. The whole first line got on the board. We love to see that from Colorado. They are super expensive. Ranton and McKinnon both over 8,000. But if you can find a cheap line to pair them with, huge, huge potential for these guys. Cheap line, if you want. After they broke out last night, or sorry, not last night, on Saturday night with a few goals, the Montreal Canadiens have kind of three even lines. A cheap one to go to, Jonathan Juin on the left wing, Christian Dvorak down the middle, and Josh Anderson on the right wing. Anderson in particular is only 3,500. Super good cheap option to pair with Colorado, pair with Calgary, one of these expensive lines. It's hard to guess which Montreal line is going to carry the scoring load on a given night, but sometimes the price just dictates who you have to play. So in this scenario, obviously the cheapest line is the one that we would go to. Minnesota in Vancouver, like I said, Thatcher Demko's playing well in net for the Canucks. Minnesota's top line's been underpriced for a few slates, but they're finally priced correctly. Joel Eriksson-Eck is no longer 3,900. He's been priced up over 6,000, which is which is fair, a tad more appropriate than his sub 4,000 price tag where he got a hat trick a few nights ago. If I do play a Minnesota line, I'm probably going to go to their cheaper second line. Kevin Fial on the right wing, he's taken a ton of shots. He's a guy we're targeting for shot props as well. With Freddie, Freddie Goudreau, a.k.a. Freddie Hockey or Victor Rask. So those are the guys he plays with. They're both cheap. Fiala is expensive, as he should be. But that's a cheaper option to get you exposure to the Minnesota offense. And then one more low-owned option I might consider going to, Trevor Zegras line in Anaheim. Like I mentioned, I kind of want to take advantage of the Winnipeg Blue Line. I don't think they're very good. Connor Hallbuck's had a couple of good games this year. For the most part, he's been pretty leaky. So Winnipeg's vulnerable defensively. Anaheim's not the best team to take advantage of it, but they did put up five goals when they played in Winnipeg a couple days ago. So Trevor Zegras, Adam Henrique, Ricard Raquel, great line to go to. It's always risky playing Anaheim forwards because they like to jumble up the lines. They don't like to announce things still closer to game time, but this line's been stuck together all year. They're having decent results lately, so I expect them to play together. So Zegras, Henrique, Raquel, decently priced, should be pretty low owned. Take advantage of that Winnipeg blue line. And then lastly, up for DraftKings, on defense, Quinn Hughes keeps being underpriced. I partially understand it because he doesn't have the floor of shots and blocks like some of these other guys, but he's getting a point almost every single night. He's got the puck on his stick for two to three times more than any other player on the ice every single game. He's probably going to be a point-per-game player by the time the season's over, which is super rare for a defenseman. So if this guy scores, he automatically pays off. He gets a couple assists, he pays off. He's always underpriced. I'm going to keep riding him until they appropriately price him. 
another monster that keeps putting up stats, kind of the opposite way of Quinn Hughes is Matt Dumba. So whereas Quinn Hughes is getting points every night, Dumba's getting shots, he's getting blocks, he's hitting his bonuses. He's getting more expensive. They're finally starting to catch up to his price, but he's a great safe play, kind of regardless of price, just because he gets so many shots and blocks. Another guy you can go to is Eric Carlson of the Sharks. Not getting the massive minutes that he was in his heyday back in Ottawa, but he's starting to put up the offensive numbers that he used to. I think that's kind of the plan for him this year. They're managing his ice time. They're managing his workload, putting him in a position to get offense. So at his cheap price before it gets too high, Eric Carlson's a great guy to go to. And then as far as goaltending goes, kind of just matching goalies up with the forwards that I'm stacking. I mean, Dan Vladar in Calgary is going to be a good option for me because he'll probably be under-owned as a backup, but I do think he's a really good player. Montreal's goalie, if they go to Jake Allen, I will mention if they don't play Jake Allen, the bet's off. I won't be betting Montreal until they do announce goalies, but if it is Jake Allen, I love that play. Cam Talbot's been playing really nice for Minnesota if you think they win that game. And then, as always, the low-owned option, the cheap option that I almost always go to, Whichever Anaheim goalie starts, John Gibson, Anthony Stollars, both are capable of stealing games. Anaheim gives up shots, Winnipeg can take shots. So my number one goalie probably will end up being whoever Anaheim goes with. And as for the key bet of the night before we get out of here, it's really hard to lock that down a day in advance. I'm really liking the Flames and Canadians. But like I said, without knowing for sure what Montreal is doing with the goaltending, I can't place a bet. If they announce Jake Allen to be the starter, as soon as that happens, I will be placing the bet. They lost to Buffalo when they started their backup, so that makes me a little nervous. So I'm not going to bet them in that scenario. But any other scenario, Montreal over Seattle, will be my bet of the night. As per usual, I send out an email to paying subscribers with all my finalized bets, my DraftKings picks. I send that out a few hours before lock every day. If you want to be a part of that, just send me a message on Twitter and I will let you know how. But that's about it for today's slate. We will see you back at the same time tomorrow to go over Wednesday's games. Thank you. Thank you.